Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. Episode number 51 of And Now the Good News. That weekly look at the good news stories that made it across my desk. And I believe you will find inspiring and remind all of us that we really are creating a world that works better for everyone Right into it this week, folks. First up, Mississippi Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signs into law a bill that calls for a new design to their state flag. In a statement, Reeves said, A flag is a symbol of our present, of our people, and our future. For these reasons, we need a new symbol. They're going to remove the Confederate battle flag from the Mississippi state flag. Congratulations, Mississippi. This is a long time coming. There's a lot of people celebrating this week for this one. Uh, And this is really an indicator that the consciousness of America is turning and changing. We're starting to recognize that black lives do matter. All right, in another story here, this one's very promising as well. Uh, The Washington Redskins have once again been asked to change their name. Now, for those that aren't familiar, uh, it's a National Football League team in Washington, D.C. Their logo, their mascot, their name has been a controversy for a long time now. And now they might have a very good or a lot of very good reasons to actually do the work of changing their name because their primary sponsor, FedEx, has formally asked the team to change their name. Seems uh, FedEx is coming underneath some pressure from stockholders. And stockholders and organizations that uh, really control all these companies are saying, hey, something's gotta change, this is offensive, Uh, we need to make this something different. And uh, it's all starting here. Uh, Adweek reported that uh, letters have been sent by 87 different investment firms and shareholders worth over $620 billion. And these investors have put pressure on FedEx, Nike, and PepsiCo to cut team ties with the team unless it agrees to change its name I think this is good corporate responsibility on the behalf of these companies and these investment firms. And, you know, I've not been a long fan of the NFL folks. I think they've uh, got a lot of things they need to address and a a lot of things they need to answer for. Recently, they did come out and publicly apologize to Colin Kaepernick uh, for his 
for what happened with him and how he was ostracized from the league uh, and made to be wrong for his nonviolent protest of police brutality by taking a knee during the national anthem. Well, the NFL seems to be making an amends. Uh, they're going to do something really interesting. They're going to play what is known as the Black National Anthem. The song is, uh, the official title is Lift Every Voice and Sing. And they're going to play this song first for week number one, which I guess they currently have slated for September. Straight up, I haven't been paying attention to the NFL for a while. Uh, anyway, Lift Every Voice and Sing will be played or performed live every week before the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner. Kind of an interesting move on the NFL's part. I'll be interesting to see uh, how this goes and uh, how some of our uh, colleagues and friends out there respond and react to this. Uh, but uh, it'll be on uh, the games on September 10th and on the games on the 11th that are slated to be played by the NFL. So kudos to the nfl i guess let's uh let's see how it goes from here we'll give we'll give them a point but i still think they got a long way to go uh to earn our trust completely in this issue specifically of race-based hatred and violence okay here's another great story actually of sports doing good three different national basketball teams have now offered to open their stadiums for voting. It started in Atlanta, and uh, they said, hey, you know, we've got all this room, and let's go ahead and, uh, and open up that space, and we'll allow people to come in and vote. We can socially distance. We've got lots and lots of space to allow for that, and much different than traditional polling places. Kudos to the Atlanta Hawks for starting this and starting this movement. Real quickly, uh, both the Detroit Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks jumped on board as well and said, hey, we'll open our stadiums as well for this. I would love to see this be a movement for the fall election. Let's get some more cities on board. Denver, Los Angeles, Seattle, Oakland, there's stadiums all over the place, arenas, San Jose, I'm thinking of the Sharks there. Uh, all these stadiums all over the country that can be uh, real quickly utilized in service to good, in service to creating a world that works for everyone, in service to finding the answer and creating the answer. And this is why I love this story because it's an un unique and creative way to use what we have to be better society, to better our democratic process. All right, let's turn a little bit to uh, a, a different style of good news story. Now, this one takes a little, just a little bit of unpacking. However, um, there's no question we're going through this coronavirus COVID thing. And in my mind, there's no question that masks save lives. And here is a story that really does prove that. Uh, what happens is in Missouri, they reopened and the, a couple of hairstylists went to work. The day after they, their first day back to work, they test positive for COVID. So through uh, tracing, through all the different things that we have, uh, they were able to identify the 140 different clients that these two women had, they'd, whose hair they had cut, who they had worked with that day. 
Uh, now, there, everybody was wearing masks, and the, here's the point. None of the 140 people that these two women came in contact with that day contracted the disease. Everybody washed their hands, everybody wore masks, everybody maintained social distancing, and nobody got sick. This is good news. This is really good news. So this is a, a real life proof, folks, in my opinion, that masks are going to save lives. They already are saving lives. And here we go. Here's, here's some good news that they work. So please, please wear your mask. Uh, wear a mask when in public. It, it's just the nice thing to do anymore. Uh, not wearing a mask is just really rude. Uh, okay, let's keep going on this vein though, however, because as we've been talking about for weeks now, the coronavirus and COVID-19 has opened up uh, various avenues for people to share of their gifts, their skills, their talents, to bring forth their inter inner authentic self and really start to do good in the world for people. This next story is a woman, Michelle Brenner. Uh, she lives in Gig Harbor, Washington. And uh, unfortunately, worked in a retail clothing store, was laid off, and didn't know what she was going to do. Well, uh, first things first, she started helping people in the neighborhood to do some shopping. And in that, she found that people were requesting frozen lasagnas from the supermarket. And <laughs> Michelle just couldn't have that. See, she likes to cook and she likes her lasagna. She has a, a grandmother's special recipe that she uses. So she baked up a big pan of lasagna and started offering it to people. Uh, eventually, the stimulus check came in. She took her $1,200 government stimulus and purchased uh, all the ingredients she needed, started making pans of lasagna, pans and pans of lasagna, seven days a week, eight hours a day. And as she was doing this, uh, she'd actually made over 1,200 pans of lasagna and started dropping them off at fire stations and police stations, at the hospitals, even in prisons. And a local uh, organization got a wind of what was going on, the Gig Harbor Sportsman's Club. Now, they had a big clubhouse with a big industrial kitchen. And so they offered the kitchen to Michelle so that she didn't have to cook the lasagnas at home. Now she's working out of a, a commercial kitchen, cooking lasagnas, started a Facebook fundraiser, uh, has raised over $22,000 on Facebook for, to, for these lasagnas and is cooking lasagnas. Uh, she says she'd be happy to uh, cook lasagnas and just keep doing this forever. Uh, and uh, her last line there, one lasagna at a time, we're going to get through this. And that's what she told the local news station. There's a good video here over on the Good News Network where I found this story. I'll be sure to leave a link there so you can find it. Check out the story and the video of Michelle and Michelle Brenner, the lasagna lady. Congratulations, Michelle. Good kudos work there. Uh, you're going to get a few bucks in your Facebook fundraiser from me that's for sure all right uh off to a story that has absolutely nothing to do with covid and the quarantine or with race relations in america right now uh, one of those good news stories 
in the return, the resurgence of wolves in North America. So what's been happening is uh, 20 wolf cubs that were born in captivity and released into the wild at about 14 weeks are doing well. And they've integrated into the wild packs and they're there to help diversify the gene pools. So uh, we're talking specifically about the Mexican wolf whose range is Arizona and New Mexico. Uh, and zoos throughout Missouri, New Mexico, Kansas, California, Arizona, uh, all provided pups for this program. It's, it not only increased the, uh, the wolf population, but the Mexican wolf population has been on the increase over the last few years. Uh, they were up 30, 30 animals last year, and now, uh, that, uh, and now they've got another 20 coming into, into the system. So this is really good news. This helps to diversify the genetic traits and, and provide new uh, diversity to the gene pool for these Mexican uh, wolves, and we're going to bring them back. So good work. So happy to see this. And our other great news story of the day, Ocean Voyages Institute says it made history last week as it came back into the port of Honolulu with 103 tons of fishing nets, consumer plastics, and other garbage from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And last year, in uh, this, uh, this was a 48-day expedition. It's over twice of what they removed last year. These folks, they just keep going out and they do everything they can to day by day pull apart this garbage patch, this huge patch of floating plastic out in the Pacific Ocean. There's some amazing pictures of these just naughty messes of nets and all kinds of plastic. Congratulations, Ocean Voyages Institute, doing the good work, doing the hard work, I can only imagine pulling up all these nets day and day and day and day and day. Uh, so 48 days of pulling nets and plastic out of the ocean. Good work, folks. And, you know, folks, I want you to know it doesn't have to be a big, huge effort to make a difference. Every story today started with one person and one idea and one effort. Making a lasagna, having an idea, deciding to vote on a corporate ballot one way or another, just recognizing that this is the good thing to do. All these grand expressions started with the efforts of one individual, and that individual could be you. I invite you to look around your life, look around your world, and ask yourself, what is mine to do? And do that, and be a creator of the good news. Until next time, I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring. <laughs>